Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Third Place Podcast. So, admittedly, this is a bittersweet episode. Uh, Mary and I, as I talked about last week, are going to be taking a pause from the Third Place. And so we'll be reflecting on the past two years, but also sharing what the next chapters look like, which hold a lot of really great things. And, and we're thrilled to be able to share that with you. And also... A lot has happened over the last two weeks. Many controversial decisions have come down from the Supreme Court, have affected our politics, have created new social media wars just back and forth. Um, I think the world is tired. I think people are hurt and angry and frustrated and at a loss of what to do. And so when I... see the world, I also see a space that needs the third place now more than ever. The third place has been just an utter joy uh, to produce and and to share a journey with you of the postures of humility, curiosity, and offering a generous perspective. And our hope is that you're walking away with a better understanding of its importance as well as the tools to guide yourself in creating that safe place for you and for others as you learn how to have difficult conversations. It means the world to us that you've been on this journey with us. And again, we're not quite sure what the future holds for the third place, but hopefully in listening, you're walking away like we are, where the third place is now a part of your life and a part of how you treat all of your relationships. So come with us. Welcome to the third place. We welcome you to explore the third place with us. It is an invitation to the gray space, a space where deeper connections are fostered through challenging, challenging, empowering, empowering, and and engaging dialogue. You will walk away with a deeper understanding of self, equipped to engage with others in life's complex conversations. Thank you for listening. We invite you in to the third place. Hi, Mary. <laughs> hey, Dave. David. Actually, <laughs> just so <laughs> most people don't oh, know, man. but I was I was in Ohio, gosh, I guess it was a month ago, and David was playing. I got to see him perform for the first time. And he had this cool new <laughs> get up, which was that that night I'm because you have two new outfits now that you've been playing with but that was like your red pants right yeah yeah and then red pants white shoes and then what yeah bright yellow shirt so it's, and then a bright leather yellow. leather jacket vest thingy yes yes <laughs> complete with uh red armbands um and to, sunglasses and, and sunglasses. so we we, we all <laughs> while we were there called him shady david david that's his alter ego um <laughs> Yeah, the uh yeah, so Mary got to see me play in our cover band, the Cassette Junkies at Hard Rock Cafe in Cincinnati and it's definitely a lot of fun, but it's it seems like we're starting to gain a lot of momentum and I'm like, well, if I'm going to be in this 80s cover band, I need to just dive in with both feet and look the part a little bit. So, um Yeah. yeah. So Mary got to check out the band and have fun and uh meet Shady David, who I yeah. got to meet for the first time that <laughs> night too. <laughs> I love it. So 
this is a you know i feel like something right now is it's not the end it's just a new beginning and i think that um so for the listeners david alluded to the fact that we're going to pause the podcast and this is how we're going to wrap a bow on it is this 81st episode is that yep true? number 81 mm-hmm. yeah number 81 two which, years yep two years um just past two years and 81 is a special number too because it has to do with completion and numerology and so we feel like we've really completed something and we're proud of it i tell people all the time i'm like oh man this is like an audio archive of my values and if just for that like what a blessing it's been to do this with you yeah without question yeah, as, as I reflect on the last two years, words that pop into my mind are, this is some of my proudest work. You know, it's, it's work that I think is a reflection of my values and culmination of the things that I think are really important and, and then putting them on display for the rest of the world to participate in. Absolutely. We've had so much fun and we've learned so much. And I love that we already talked about values because I want to do like a quick fire game on values so that people can get to know us even just a little bit more. There's these things called value decks that are one of my favorite exercises to bring into workplaces or in working with teens. And it's important to me because I felt like I never got asked what I valued when I was younger. And still to this day, I have to revisit my values all of the time at different formative stages. And, and so now I want to play this game using this deck. So if you guys don't know about value decks, it's like you sort through 80 to 100 different values and you're trying to whittle down essentially to your top one, ideally, but if not top 10 and then in order. And those can really help you be rooted in how you make decisions and how you orient your life and who you revolve yourself around and how you make up the parts of you. Um, based on your your core values. And there's a lot of like corporate decks out there that are really ugly. We're actually um, <laughs> on my in my side gig, we're designing our own value deck because I love this so much. So I'm excited about that. But the best value deck out there is from Lisa Congdon. And she's it's so beautiful, uh, the art. And I think that that's part of it too. It has to be fun. So I have all these beautiful illustration um, cards in front of me and I'm, I've, so I've been doing one recently and there's 18 left. So I went down from like 80 something down to 18 and I still have to get down to 10 and I just couldn't do it. (laughs) It's really hard. Not going to lie. So I'm going to use these 18 that I have. So I'm going to project my values onto you, David, (laughs) but I'm sure that we are aligned in many ways. And I'm just going to do like a popcorn thing where maybe we'll go through like 10 of them and I'm, I'll do like a this or this mm-hmm. and, and we can share. Okay, cool. And maybe this will help me because I need to, I need to get down. <laughs> yeah. to that. I'm secretly using, using this oh, as an yeah. opportunity to do my work. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, I think <laughs> we'll touch on this later, but I, I, I hope that in part the podcast has shown how, shown us how to model, you know, our, our own behavior changes and, and how they incorporate into relationships. So yeah, uh, it's a little bit teaser for a moment from now. But yeah, the game is perfect. Yep. Okay. So the first two cards that I have is adventure and fun. So um, 
Between those two, which one do you value more? Adventure is to participate in exciting or stimulating experiences and undertakings. And fun is to engage in playfulness and amusement. Boy, yep. Yeah, they're so hard. They're so hard. And and of course, I chose the ones that are paired. And that's why I'm having a hard time whittling them down. Because I'll start to like rationalize and make sense that fun is a part of adventure. And so I had to choose... Totally. That's totally where my mind went. Um, to me, there is the synonymousness about them both. Mm-hmm. Um, adventure is definitely includes fun. Um, and then fun definitely includes adventure, at least for me. So that's, that's pretty tough. But if I had to pick one, I, I think I would pick fun because like I, I do love adventure. And again, they are it plays into fun for me, but fun also includes rest and like vegging out it on can Netflix. Be and then, still. Yeah. yeah totally. it's, and like cooking dinner, like yesterday was Father's Day. And, you know, for me, fun was cooking all day. I love it. You but, sound clear. But I did have some adventure in new foods. So <laughs> David values fun. Yes. I actually, as you were talking, I think where I'm at right now, like maybe three months from now, it would be something different, but it's adventure for me mm-hmm. uh, because it's a very specific thing where it's like you're setting out with a lot of intention to do something that is maybe outside of the norm. And I'm, I'm craving a lot of like, oh, I just want to like, like a little bit of risk and rebellion. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, I have another one. Um, oh, okay. I think I know the answer to this one for you, but stuff. Spirituality or mindfulness? So, spirituality is to recognize and celebrate a power greater than yourself, grounded in love. Feels like that was like straight out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> or mindfulness is to focus awareness on the present moment. Yeah, I mean, again, there's there's this relation, but. It's it's hands down spirituality. If nothing else, yeah. it's the thing that I'm constantly just trying to root into groundedness of all things and wrestle with that. And there's, um, you know, I, I talk about how I play well both in the thinking side of my mind and the feeling side of my mind. And and for me, spirituality includes like wrestling with difficult topics, both how I f- feel in relationship to them, but also like logically like what is the appropriate response and so this human connection and groundedness to the earth is is always on my mind versus mindfulness is definitely a value but a value in my words i haven't done a good job of carving the the pause spaces um so you know if i if i'm true to my actions then i have to say spirituality I love that. I think I might have to keep both in my top 10 because spirituality is like a non-negotiable, definitely something that I am oriented towards right now and forever and getting re, re, reestablished. But mindfulness, I have felt not present for a while. I mean, I think I have a lot of opportunities that I feel present, but I think I've been feeling scattered or not landed. And so, while I would probably choose spirituality over mindfulness if I had to, 
this is a, an intention I want to bring back, mm-hmm. especially just mm-hmm. with the older my kid gets. I'm like, oh man, like, yeah, th- it's just a sum of all these little, pr- little moments that make up our, our world. So, okay. I'm going to do just one more since it's the third place. I was like, with the, you know, third. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Um, genuineness to be sincere, free from pretense, affectation, or hypocrisy, or openness to be open minded to new experiences, ideas, and options. So is it about being really sincere and genuine, or is it about being open-minded? Yeah. See how they t- they can get tricky, right? You get down to the two, and you're like, well, this is that, and that's this, but which one do I value the most? Right, yeah. They're definitely tricky. Um, I would say if I laid out and, and started with the 80 cards, um, they both might be in my top 10. Um, oh. But if I ranked them, so if I had to pick... Uh, for this, for the point of this, oh man, being sincere or being open-minded. Well, open-minded is definitely part of what third place is all about. Like the curiosity, right? Which but, was in the value deck and I got, it didn't make my top 18 oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I felt like, um, openness. Yeah. I actually liked that. Liked it better. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah yep. That's true. Um, yeah, I might say I might have to go with genuineness, um, if as the greater of the two, just because, you know, even just to be open in my own mind is to first begin with being genuine about who I am. So I, as I've learned, <laughs> am learning to be genuine, to have integrity is being in this honest space with others um, and inviting them into that space. But honestly, like the honesty, it really begins with an internal question. Who am I really? What are my strengths and how much work can I do? You know, that's, that's a question. I think, Um, you know, if time was limitless, then we wouldn't be pausing the third place podcast. We'd keep on going. And it's something that's really, really important to me. So, um, but I have to be genuine with capacity for myself and the timing of lots of things and, and things that have momentum. And so, um, to be genuine with others and to be someone filled with integrity is to first be genuine with myself around what is important and what is the most important thing that would allow me the space to even be open. So I can't have openness without genuineness. That's how I would say that. I love it. I love it. I think mine is to be open-minded. If I, again, if I had to choose, but these are in my top. So (laughs) just that being receptive, that's how it feels to me. And I feel really more and more realizing that I do know myself and I am genuine through and through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So not that it's not a value so much as, and maybe, maybe that's sort of what I'm realizing too, is like, oh, these, these are values that all of them exist, but the way I'm doing the exercise in this day is what are my intentions to put a little bit more energy into? Yeah. Right. 
Well, yeah, or, whereas mean, maybe genuineness was the last couple of years and is a value to me, but I was more intentional about that. And then I want to be more intentional about openness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense that there's like this, um, they're probably, you know, all 80 exists in us in small pieces or something, you know, or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and, and they can evolve and change with the season <clears throat> of life. And, uh, yeah, I think that that would make sense too. Like if being genuine is kind of the thing that I should focus on now. And then after it's become practice, then, uh, you know, it maybe changes to something more like an openness. Yeah. Cool. Love it. So that's the game. That's a little bit that's of a values game. game. Just made it up. <laughs> well, I do think it is a qu- a good summary though of that, you know, the reflection of the podcast and, and what we've been able to accomplish and both genuineness and openness are certainly part of all the episodes that we've, we've included, uh, you know, to be, present with who we were, uh, to allow, I think, safety for genuineness of others, um, which is related to that openness idea. So where we're, we talk about how the third place has always been about this curiosity posture. So that's similar to openness, this humility posture, um, and offering a generous perspective. And so I think this has allowed for a lot of learning because of those postures and, and, um, those values are kind of woven into every one of the interviews and reflections that we had. Yeah, totally. Totally. Do you have a, like an aha moment that sticks out more than any other? No, I, I mean, there's been so much of it. I think that the, the third place is just a way that I, uh, orient myself and how I approach the world now is through all of those, things and it comes up so often that I love it. It feels like we built, you know, none of this is new language, but I feel like we built our own language a little bit through the process. And now, you know, we joke to people that one of the visuals is that we're in a river and that now we're just in the eddy. And so both both David and I are kind of veering into different parts and different work but that the third place informs so much of the work that we're doing. So I just feel grateful that I have a sense of clarity around how I want to show up through the process of, of doing this. And also, I mean, two years ago, I I did not want to start a podcast at all. <laughs> and now I feel like we have a whole skill set. And it's fun to to get new skill sets and to try new things and then to even have had speaking opportunities to teach others and mentor others and how that's still podcasting is going to be a part of both of our lives always. So, I mean, we did reflect in one of our recent episodes on like some of our favorite moments, but I feel like I'm walking away with just, wow, looking at the the sum of it and total awe and gratitude with the people that we've met, the stories we've heard, the emotions we've gotten to access as a result of both of those things and feeling like it was a little bit of a master's program that we got to just completely handcraft. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that's really my my main takeaway is just this zoomed out holistic sense of of awe. Yeah, and I mean even in that work we've 
definitely have learned. And it's again, there's this evolution that we'll share in a minute, but there have been like genuine friendships that have been formed with some of our guests. And, and, um, I think that for me, the, yeah, the zoomed out reflection is, uh, just that my hope was always that we could model what safety looks like in, in its value in relationships. You know, to me, the third place, the heart of a third place in, in this coffee shop space is, is safety, you know, for, strangers meeting or for uh, best friends getting together or for the you know dating relationship so all levels of intimacy uh but a third place is a safe place to explore that level of relationship and so you know i i think right now we live in a world where friendships are really hard to come by um they there's an ebb and flow to them you know i look back in my own life and the different seasons and there's friends that uh, I can identify with in the different seasons of life. Um, and so clearly there's a value in friendships and, and a role that they play. But it's kind of the, what I keep reading over and over again is just the older you get that re- uh, friendships are hard to maintain. And so hopefully part of the work, I think, is also how do we come and create the safe places in this m- emotional space where you know, if we have a disagreement with a friend that we can show up in a safe way um, and that we can continue to push into uh, safety and depth, um, you know, can we hold a conversation where we might disagree or hold a conversation where we're, we neither one of us have any idea what the topic's going to be about, um, but hold it in a safe place to just talk through? And, and maybe we on the other side of it do have disagreements still, but we still are valuing that relationship and the depth of friendship overall. So I think that that's what I've have always hoped in the work of the third place is that there's this model of safety and curiosity that others can apply immediately to all levels of your relationship. Yep. When I think about this too, is that the, the ultimate permission for me is to be able to come with again, that openness and that curiosity and to not have formed an opinion, but to be able to form alongside someone, uh, that I will be imperfect in how I'm, and how I'm coming to my own relationship to a topic or an idea or a thing. And that's something that I'm so grateful for. This space is that we've basically processed alongside our listeners and there's a relationship with our listeners too. That is, that is this third place mentality that we've gotten no backlash and no no negative consequences as a result of us diving into a little bit more of an uncertain space and being really humble around what we do and do not know or how to ask and how to be yeah yeah well um like i said this isn't really the end we don't know necessarily what the future holds in terms of this this specific work but at least at this moment we do know that the work that has begun in the third place is extending into other areas so like mary said we're kind of going into some eddies so it feels like we're on the we're still on the same river um and we're just in different pause moments um so for me uh, a lot of people know that the reason why i do the work of really the work of the third place, but also just my day job, quote unquote, is this idea of social impact business. Um, so it's integrated in so many of the things, you know, I, I love the work of third place because to me it was 
there was this version of social impact that we were trying to accomplish and how do we how do we help better you know the way that we all interact how do we have better um just relationships in general so that's clearly uh social impact uh but i also am um currently the board chairperson for a nonprofit organization called social enterprise alliance and we've launched a podcast um so Ooh-hoo. the work yeah <laughs> so to me the organization is uh, is empowering social businesses uh so to to me i would describe it as a networking organization that networks to share best practices so lot you know hosting events honestly the the podcast for the social enterprise alliance is a part of this um you know how do we bring guests in to to share what's working and what's not working in social impact businesses uh we're a network organization to buy and sell services from one another that's one of the best ways to support a social impact business and then finally uh a networking organization to just know that you're not alone like what we're trying to do is usher in a new economy um which is a really big audacious idea uh so to to realize that you're not alone in the thinking is is very valuable so my focus is going to be on that and especially the the time that uh has been put towards the third place podcast is really going to be putting into this idea of the social enterprise alliance podcast um so that we can really maximize our energy and 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 hopefully empower just thousands of businesses across the country to see their impact grow in the way that they run their organizations. Yeah, and you wrote a book. Oh yeah, I wrote a book too. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> which is related. Yeah, it's yeah, a book on. Which is related. You know, I think what's so cool about when you start things someone said to me the other day that's visiting from out of town, she was like, I just love how you just like you just you don't let fear or perfectionism hold you back. And I was like, oh my God, you should hear the inner dialogue (laughs) (laughs) and you should hear the dialogue between David and I, because uh, a lot of people are like, wow, you just decided to start a podcast one day and then did it. And really that is true. And I'm very, very proud of that because that does show that we are modeling, just diving into uncertainty, but also over the process, we've given ourselves space for it to change and to evolve and for us to gather our own clarity. And so much of that was social enterprise work has always been a part of you and has always been shown up in everything that you do, whether it's La Terza Coffee or now writing this book, but it just feels like the last two years have, it's just become so clear. And I, I wonder sometimes, like, do you think that through the third place that helped you gather clarity or through our friendship and our relationship? Like, was that a part of it or was, did you always know that? And it's just that you are uh, uh, making your time investments match your vision. Yeah. I mean, I think that both, the <laughs> yeah, third place, both, right? both so, and <laughs> of course that's the answer. Um, yeah. I think what I've learned in, in, uh, you know, even in the card game, um, that we just did, there was some thought process of clarity. Uh, for me, the foundation of who I am is a teacher. So whether I'm teaching about coffee, teaching about social impact, um, this podcast, the, like how do I share experiences with, uh, the larger collective? Um, and 
I think what I've learned through really through a lot of healthy pushback from you and through the work of the third place is like, I, I want to impact everywhere I can touch, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, there's been this, this book. And again, it has its own momentum. Um, it's all about social impact business. It's, it's, it also is work I'm really proud of. And you can see kind of it's opening a doors to a next chapter of a career for me and a different style of work. So yeah, so the manuscript is complete. It's going to be called Radical Business. And and the reason why I chose that title is because just what, for me, social impact business is going back to the roots of what business has always been, which is treating other people the way we want to be treated. And, and businesses are made up of people. Businesses are relationships. And uh, Radical is not this necessarily this idea of like forward thinking difference. It's really about um, setting your part, being different. But the word itself in Latin means root. It's where we get the word radish as a root vegetable. So to me, a radical business, a business that's social impact driven is just going back to what it was always supposed to be. And so there's this new chapter, I think, in terms of teaching that is in this book space. I mean, there may even be a radical business podcast that forms where I get to just find or, you know, or maybe that's even part of Social Enterprise Alliance, where you just find these people that are doing some really cool things in terms of social impact and, and what's it like to share their story. And, and, you know, again, like I'm not quite sure what the uh, evolution of third place is, but an idea is that it turns into a book. Um, who knows? <laughs> I, I'm just now catching my breath of the heavy lift. Oh, and it was so much heavier than I thought it would be of writing a book. But there's this theme that's just like, in my head, that's also got to get out about what the third place really is. How do we create these safe spaces and what, what are the different levels of relationship and how do we empower and how do we, you know, I don't know, keep pushing into it. So there's, there's something maybe forming there and maybe that's part of the evolution or not. I don't know. Um, but that's also, I think something I've learned to rest in is, is the unknown. I don't have to have all the answers. I can see what's in front of me today and kind of respond and, and know what, requires the presence and and uh, make the difficult choice of what to say yes to today yeah i dig it i dig it kudos david well i want to know uh, you have also a very big project i think that is also that is having so much social impact as you well you guys can see my face i just had like <laughs> huge eyes because i've <laughs> I feel like I haven't brought it up that much on the podcast. So it almost feels like I have this like big secret, but I've been working <laughs> on this thing for two years. <laughs> two years. Yeah. Kind alongside, of, kind of alongside, alongside starting the Absolutely. third place, I decided to start the Element Collective. And yeah. yeah, I mean, so for those that don't know what the Element Collective is, I started it with my friend Kylie Roswell and it's really to be in service to high school girls and gender expansive youth, but focusing on, we realized when we first met just outside of high school that the high school years were very traumatizing for us and we didn't feel like we were alone in that. And and then you add any major life changes on that and we just wish that we had access to community and mentorship and resources of all the things that we've been gaining over the last 
13 years and we want to show up in a way that we can support young women as it's such a formative time of life. It's a really intense, scary time of life. And then you add a pandemic and you add the impact of social media and mental health and loneliness is just off the charts for young women right now. And charitable donations, it's like less than 2% globally go towards initiatives that do with women and young women. And that really made us feel pretty nauseous and quite angry. It goes back to that, like one of our, was it our first episode about anger? Yeah, one of our first ones. Yeah. So like there was a, there's a level of our own anger around the the things that we went through as young women. And then seeing that much of that has not made much progress. So we want to be really this like super approachable community and collective. A lot of times we explain it to people where it's, it's like not traditional group therapy. It's not a school club. It's not a youth group, but it can liken itself to some of those. Those are the closest things. And, and we're not a nonprofit. We're very much a proud for profit because we want to model to young women too that this work and working to empower and equip ourselves is something that should be financially sound, that there yeah. should be, there should be money in this space. And we, we want to own that up. So everything that we've been doing over the last two years has been like, there's, there's a very strong intention behind it. We're, we were building an app for over a year because we wanted to meet these girls where they were at and bring in practices of the five elements into a daily, kind of like a daily habit app, teaching them these things. And we've built an insane community over the last two years of women and male allies that have shown up. And we feel like we're so grateful for the community that we've built. And it's, it's obvious that something's happening here, but got really clear that we wanted to be in front of the girls. Like we didn't want to be behind an app. Um, the whole point of starting was so that we could be working directly with them and providing this big sis mentorship guidance in person. And over the evolution of it, we've, we've decided to pause the app. So similar to pausing the third place. I mean, I'm I'm very proud of the courage that it takes as business owners and startup entrepreneurs to make decisions that may not financially seem the most sound, but they're they're more at the core of your why and they feel so aligned and part of go- of pausing the app and pausing the third place is like, you know, sometimes you really need to close doors to open to be receptive to the right ones opening. And, and the, the choices that we've been making in all of these creative endeavors are starting to really, it, it makes so much sense. Now everything is just falling into our laps and we're like, Oh, right. Like instead of trying to be in that, um, like one of our past episodes, that masculine 24 hour cycle of like, I, at a certain point when you're so far into building a business, you feel like you just have to do it instead of that you want to do it. And now we're very much in the female cycle, which is so much of what we're trying to teach and we're embodying it. And then we're, we're receiving insights as to where we need to go. So our workshops, um, they're very playful. They're centered, they're intentional and, but they're very playful 
And they're centered around all things that we wish we would have had access to when we were younger. And it brings in the five elements in nature uh, so that they can start to make some of those connections. Because once you see the connections, you just see it everywhere in life. And that helps us find inner harmony and inner authenticity, our voice, be able to show up more fully, more resourced, and in a very self-aware, holistic way. Yeah. So yeah, that's the Element Collective. Yeah. And real quick, for those that might not know, can you say what those five elements are? Uh, so the ones in nature. So we actually yeah. change. So there's five elements in nature that we see all around and within us. It, it's modeled everywhere. And everyone's used to maybe hearing the Ayurvedic or the Vedic elements. But we use the traditional Chinese elements and um, ch- traditional Chinese medicine elements, which is water, wood, which is usually new for people to hear, fire, earth, and metal. So wood and metal, um, a lot of times you'll hear maybe air or ether, um, but we we work with the, the Chinese five elements. And what we've done from that is we've actually shifted that into a more modern, so it informs, but we've changed it to our own five elements, which is a sense of wonder. So we use affirmations and mantras and mindfulness practices. And you can kind of think of it as like meditation. So this sense of wonder is what we bring in. And then we uh, use movement. So that kind of is self-explanatory, but making sure we have connection to our body to a somatic approach. So movement and all of these elements show up into every workshop that we do and every retreat that we're planning. And then we have impact. So thinking outside of ourselves, wanting to make an impact, make growth, do something for others, show up in that way. And then we have empower, which is a lot about speaking and um, showing up with a, a sense of self and confidence and and communication of value in that space. And then finally, we have gather. So this is our opportunity to have and build community and to be in states of collective joy and experience. You know, we've just been reinventing this because if you go to a teenage girl and you say, hey, the five elements in nature, it just from talking and working with the girls over the last two years that went over their heads and it ended up being where, man, you know, we're not trying to be affiliated spirituality informs everything that we do. Like what we've talked about in the past, um, you know, everything is spiritual and we wanted to make it so that we could build our own, own sequence. Mm -hmm. So we move through this wonder into the empower with movement, making impact and gathering. And that's all that shows up into everything that we do. It's so fun. Yeah. And then we have a podcast. Too. And then you have a podcast that's yeah, in your element podcasts. And um, so obviously this work is, is related to that work and, and you've, you have a teenage host and I've been working with a teenage girl editor to, yeah. to, to give her the empowering uh, space. So it's really fun to see that evolve. And, and again, like it, talk about, you know, a life skill set to be able to learn you know, all these things that you wish you could tell your teenage self in, in a digital format, but also just like the relationship side, just what we were talking about and, and what we hope to have accomplished with the third place 
is creating that safety space. Um, you know, so to create safety through this podcast format for young women is just unbelievable. So uh, yeah. very social enterprise related. So, um, <laughs> and you know, what's funny is uh, it reminds me too, we've been very like internally, Mary and I have been playful about uh, not ever using the word excited because every <laughs> podcast out there, they, Hey, we're so excited to bring on this guest. And, you know, it's not that that's not true, but it's like when you hear that over and over again, the word means a little bit less every time right? because it's just used all the time. So which ones are you really excited for? Which ones are you not? Is it just, you know, so we've been trying to think about how to say it differently uh, for the majority of our episodes. Um, but I can say uh, that I am genuinely excited about your work with In Your Element, and I don't use that word lightly anymore, um, <laughs> that my excitement <laughs> is real, and I can't wait to see how it continues to evolve as you press in. Yeah, me too. Me too. Thank you so much. It's been it's been really fun, and I hope that everyone can go check out In Your Element. So it's E-L-L-E-M-E-N-T with two L's. Element is spelled with two L's. And I think it is like, you know, you know that feeling where you feel like, man, I'm just so in my element right now. I'm in flow, which is so much of what we're talking about, that clarity, that self-awareness. That's really the play on words for us is that when we connect with our parts of ourselves, all of the elements, and we connect with nature and we bring harmony into that, you get that sweet feeling of being in your element. And so it's just, it's, it's been so fun. And I'm, I'm so proud of the third place and I'm like, I can't even explain how proud I am of in your element. If that, if that, you know, please go check it out because it's fun to, for me too, to like be guiding the process rather than be doing all of it. It's like, oh, cool. We get to mentor and teach and see a girl gain a skill directly in interviewing and relating and not have to always be the voice, which mind you, we do a lot of her and I do a lot of talking and episodes together, but they're also really short. So they're super easy (laughs) to listen to. They're like 10 minutes. And then when you listen, you can know that a a 14 year old, I think she's now 14 has been editing the podcast and the music with the help of David. And it's like, so good. So good. Yeah. Can you imagine like if you were 14 and you have mm. podcasts that you've been participating in producing out there? It's just, it's so cool. Yeah, it's so, so cool. cool. It's just, well, it follows that flow of, you know, the element of empowerment, you know, and <laughs> yeah. So if you have teenage girls, definitely check it out. We'll include all these in the show notes. Um, if you're a mom, it's a great episode for you to listen to. I, that's what I, yeah, cool. A part listening of, is a big piece of it. So definitely. guardians and um, and parents and those that are involved with young girls so and they're they're a great way to get connected. And I think you guys have an event coming up next month. So yeah, uh, in July in Colorado. in Colorado, yeah, an authenticity workshop. So, but this has just been so fun, David. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been, uh, yeah, some of my proudest work, like you said, and there without question have been moments where I've felt in my element. <laughs> yes. By doing this work and, and, you know, just to, yeah, to share it with you, Mary, and also just with, uh, the audience, um, has been something that I will always treasure. Yeah, same. And like we started with, it's not the end. It's just a new beginning. And a lot of times we say, like, oh, it's just not right now. 
but it's right. already been. And the evolution of the third place is still very much alive, and and we just don't don't know yet. But we do know right now that eighty first episode, the last two years have been amazing, and we have poured a lot of of energy and love into this yep. <laughs> and time. Yep. Totally. So. <laughs> Thank you all just for listening and being a part of this journey with us. And um, we will keep you posted. <laughs> I don't know. Stay how to tuned. Say that. Yeah, stay tuned. We don't even know what's coming next, but it's going to be, it just continue to evolve. And um, keep pressing into the third place. Keep pressing into your own curiosity, your own generous perspective, and postures of humility as we continue just to grow and evolve in our society and, and wrestle with hard conversations and depth of relationship. And until then, and always be so well. Well,